Welcome to the first episode of Endowment Health and Fitness with Shea Quinn. I am here with two men I consider not only friends but brothers. My actual brother, Jack Quinn, and Connor Duggan. So, t- today's episode, we're going to be talking all things health and fitness related. Uh, and I'll be asking the boys to share their own experiences of health and fitness, what's worked for them, the, the personal growth I'm sure they've all achieved on their journeys to health and fitness. So, right, well, how about we start off, Jack? Um, so, I started training really uh, three years ago, properly, like. Um, and since then, I've literally took a record of every single gym session I've done yeah. since, would be 2017, 2016. So I'm up to like, I'm close to my four, 400 like, gym session, which is obviously a good thing. And I would recommend that to everyone, like to record every session. Because then like, yeah. I, I can look back now, yeah, day exactly. one, and then like, day one where you're like only benching, like say 20 kgs. Yeah. And then now you're like, you know, 100 or whatever. Yeah. So like, that is invaluable. But like, myself, I've just found, like, the fitness I've gained, the confidence I've gained, um, the muscle I've gained. Yeah. It's all like, contributed to everything in my life, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. You know confidence you carry into everything like you carry it into whether it's uni whether it's work then the gym itself like, you know what I mean yeah. and then, like I'm just I'm at a stage now where I'm sort of like like you're almost reborn in the sense of like I want to step it up in a couple levels if not you know what I mean yeah. at least one right now like and I think I'm like getting more addicted every time I go to sort of thing yeah. which Ooh. is obviously a great thing <laughs> um, but yeah oh, that's where I'm at right now yeah that's it. Personally, myself, I obviously don't have as much experience when it comes to the gyms these days. <laughs> I've only got recently into the gym in the past few months. Yeah. Um, already, though, I consider great improvement in my just everyday life. I feel I'm a lot more motivated to do stuff that I do. I feel a lot more in charge of making my own decisions. I feel more like an alpha male. Uh, even though I don't have as much gym experience as I don't have as much gym experience as I but uh, obviously I don't have as much gym experience as I used to yeah. but uh, I do have a bigger background when it comes to more athletic fitness with football and hurling which I did for most of my life uh, but I am obviously in the same way you are yeah. uh, very keen to improve my my experience and my knowledge on fitness and yeah. carry myself on that road to becoming generally just fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the only way I can describe it yeah. that's so, what I mean so um, you know obviously me like I've been in a gym raw for nearly a decade um, it's probably catching up with me now I can start to feel some parts of my joints I'm definitely getting tennis elbow here and getting t- tendonitis from the left arm just years and years of wearing her, but like, I'll be sweet, like, don't worry. Uh, um, yeah, but um, yeah, so there's something I find profoundly interesting, right? And I thought about it by, and it pertains to like what I would call origin stories, right? And we obviously go way back to the audience. We obviously, me and him go way back, obviously, he's my fucking bro. Uh, but even Connor as well, he's like an honorary Quinn bro. But I do recall a moment, and Jack, you would also remember it, but for me, it, it's, it's about my journey, but also, like, it is connected to all our journeys, but I recall about nearly 10 years ago, back in the day before Shea made any gains, 
Do you know what I mean? He was just being a fucking, like, playing PlayStation, fucking being a PC gamer, you yeah. know, PC master, just all this yeah. crack. Um, before I got into fitness, um, I, I, like, obviously, limited, limited sort of sporting experience with football and stuff. But I do recall you saying to me one time, Back whenever, yeah, yeah, like uh, the hotel, the hotel, the so the Armel City Hotel. Is, no, you, no, you'll see, you see. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but you should. So like, um, Armel City Hotel used to be LA Fitness, so yeah. that was the first gym I ever trained up. But you asked me, did you did you uh, did I want to go there because you were going to train there after school? Yeah. And Connor might have been also like one of the first part, first people like to go there as well. You definitely asked me that. You were the well, first. Actually, yeah, I swear. Like, I, I thought about this. And you were actually like the first part. You, you asked me, did you want to go? And you told me about it. And like, I, like, I didn't have, like, it's not that I didn't have any experience, like, you know, lifting weights. I did have like a wee fucking primitive weight set at, at yeah, the house. Like, yeah, all, like, just, like yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great way to sort of get into it. No doubt. Like, I, like it was probably making a lot of mistakes and whatnot. But yeah. as a beginner, that is the problem a lot of us fall into. But, you prompted me in that regard. I don't know, like, you obviously, I mean, you oh, can't remember. LA attitude thing. Yeah. Um, you, were you 16 last year? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, and it used to be. So funny, yeah. yeah, like, it was like the after school thing they used to run, and like, it used yeah. to be like um for an hour or something, and like, yeah, it was after it was school. Like one pound for like an hour. Yeah, for, like, yeah, yeah. I think we even, I was young to be doing it because I was like 12, realistically. Though. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even know that, actually. <laughs> no, so, yeah. But um, what I was gonna say, sorry, was so you prompted me that way, and I, you know, I, I went, gave it a go, and I got hooked. Do you know what I mean? Like I got hooked on, you know, obviously a lot of trial and error and mistakes were made, and I definitely wasn't training optimally, and that wasn't optimal. But through just even that simple little prompt, that's what got me into it, and mm, you know, yeah, first steps is right now, and you know, I, I learned sort of. I mean, I learned on the job so to speak like so i think the thing that say for example you and like the rest of the boys and jordan as well like like my other brothers like use what have had me to lean on for advice and guys i it's uh, not that i didn't have anybody to lean on but i didn't have that big brother to lean on do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. which like you know what i mean you used to teach me things as well it's not just a, it's not a one-way street you used to teach me things and i would always teach you things do you know what i mean but it was a lot of trying there like uh like and as a young impressionable man, young man like uh you know, you, you'll go on to, like, and this is, like, something that we'll definitely touch on in the future, is, like, especially as a beginner, do you know what I mean? You'll see so much bullshit out there, so much, like, yeah. you know, like, bodybuilding.com, like, it's just, <laughs> that's not trusted sources, do you know what I mean? I, when it comes to health and fitness, I always trust the science. I always mm. trust science. I'm a believer in science. And, like, if mm. the advice I'm getting off people within the fitness and health industry, if those people aren't doctors in exercise science, nutritional science, I don't really trust them, to be fair. Like, don't get me wrong, there's 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 fitness YouTubers, I mean, there's PTs that do know a lot and they're informed, but for the most part, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them don't have this growth mentality where they just want to continually grow and develop themselves. Yeah. And they just they just think they, they know everything, and that's the problem. But... Um, there, there's a lot of pseudoscience out there. Yes. Like a lot of people, a lot of people have their own experiences when it comes to the gym or fitness, and they think, "Oh, this worked for me, so this is going to work for everybody. Yeah. So this must yeah. be scientifically backed." But that's not 
scientific backpatch your own pseudo science yeah. you've created from your own experiences yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that there isn't there there's a lot of bro science that's the big thing bro science uh, <coughs> but you know like there's all the memes and it's just the culture around uh, like the gym and stuff like you know fucking international test days Mondays like doing like, <laughs> like all this quackery like you know it's funny the memes but like when you're young I'm sure like you's, I'm sure like you have experienced this like especially you Connor you're a beginner so to speak so like you know, I mean, you'd have us to lean on to for advice and guidance, but I'd say you'd be well informed and you'd be, you know, nuanced yeah. and well switched on to know whether something's bullshit or not. Do you know what I mean? And if you ever have any, you know, if you ever have any doubts, you can always ask us. Yeah. But uh, that's the biggest takeaway I would say for the audience who's listening is just, you know, you have to have trusted sources of information. And do you know what? Like, while we're even on the topic, like, I would discuss certain people and certain websites and whatnot source of information that i would trust so when it comes to say for example when it comes to building muscle we'll go with my go-to is a guy called brad schoenfeld you can look him up on instagram and he is what they would call the, like the king or the godfather of hypertrophy mm-hmm. which hypertrophy is obviously building muscle mm-hmm. so for a lot of you skinny bastards out there they're looking to gain weight and i was one of those skinny bastards <laughs> i was yeah, I was one of those skinny bastards. So like, I, for a quick thing, like I was like about eight or nine stone when I before I started lifting, and now I'm about thirteen stone. So like, it's true. Like us hard gainers, like we can we can gain. Yeah. It's taken a while, no doubt, but it can be done. So don't you know? I'm sure a lot of people listening to this might be skinny, uh, and they're struggling to gain weight. But trust me, it's a process. And it's it's not a it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and these things take time. And I'm sure like. You know, I even say you, Jack. Like I've seen drastic changes in your physique for the better. Do you know what I mean? You've made phenomenal progress. Yeah. And you're more at that sort of, you know, intermediate stage. So yeah, it's, it's like I'm, I'm definitely past beginner stage, but like I'm sort of like baby steps of intermediate. If it was to be completely honest, like yeah. you know what I mean. So uh, that weird stage of like, I know what I'm doing, but there's definitely a lot more to learn. But I suppose like everyone's the same. Like no one in the gym, or in the fitness industry at all, can say, "Oh, I know it all." Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they can yeah, know. Yeah. They, like obviously there's experts like but they're like you need to have as you said that growth mindset of like there's always more to learn yeah you know what i mean so i'm in that funny stage but like yeah like it's interesting as well because in the last i would say even like year or two years like the drastic change and then you saying like you would obviously notice it more because like you've done it yourself yeah and then also you're sort of looking out for it for, for a bit more because like you're in like that life of fitness so like it's interesting in that sense, but there, I find with myself and a lot of people may find it themselves. Especially with my like physique, I may I would say I'm probably a hard gainer. So, mm-hmm. I would go like I would say expelled like two three months and you see no progress. Mm-hmm. But then th- that can be a bit. I can be a bit like you, you're a bit put off by that. Mm-hmm. So you're just like okay, I can't put in all this work like nearly every day at least like four or five times a week, and you're like I'm not really seeing any progress. Even though your strength might be going up, like, mm-hmm. you might be seeing. I get it. Well, at least then, if you're seeing progress that way, you're always making progress. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But when it comes to like locking yourself in the mirror, like the scales, you might go, you know, a couple of months and not be seeing any progress. And then other people might see the progress, but you yourself, like, you know yourself, you yeah. know what I mean? Like locking yeah. yourself. Um, but then you'd see, boom, you would see, like you wake up one morning, you'll see yourself a bit bulkier or a bit more defined. And then yeah. I find once, like, because I've been going long enough, I've seen that enough that I know that there is a process mm-hmm. and I know that eventually will come again. Yeah. Whereas with beginners, sometimes they might go to the gym, hit the gym a couple of times, maybe once a week, a couple of times a week, and then, like, get sore, and then, like, oh, I don't see instant, like, 
change. Mm. So then they're like, ah, oh, you know, fuck that. They're like, there's mm. no point me doing this. Yep. Whereas they need to know, like, if you're on a good program and you stay at it for like at least three months, but like realistically do it for at least six to nine, yeah. you mm. will see some sort of progress, especially if you're a beginner, because oh. like we all know beginner gains. It's a wonderful thing, like. yep. <laughs> but um, like once you get that first taste of it, that should be enough to like quench that thirst, and then you yeah. keep on going. Then that's how you get addicted. That's yeah. what I think, like. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah. It's a big thing, whatever Vader would say. Like, when you, when you see yourself progressing so much, or you feel like you're progressing, but then you don't see it physically. Yeah. I know myself, I haven't seen much difference. Any differences I do see, they're slight, they're, they're ever so slight, like. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things, personally, myself, it's, I don't know whether or not it's actually me changing or if that's me trying to pick out. You know, trying to pick, you know, oh, oh definitely changing or all. That's yeah, just because I obviously want that change to happen. But uh, like you said, those does take time. I haven't, I haven't like, been out for long enough to actually feel that change or see that change. Yeah. Uh, I've been a bit inconsistent recently, especially with holidays and yeah. uh, in the school, like, you know, yeah. a bit madly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we all know a bit of madness, like. <laughs> <laughs> you speak on me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that's the biggest thing as well. Like, what you said, Jack and Ticker, was a lot of people beginners get disheartened by not seeing results yeah and while that's down to them simply lacking the knowledge in order to optimize their training and their that and for the most part a lot of the time that is the case i would even say i was in that sort of uh mm. i fitted that mold you know but i never lost faith i never you know like when i first set out on my fitness journey like I'm not like a lot of it was to impress people and like it was a lot of seeking extra validation. You know, I yeah. thought, oh, I'll get ripped up here. I'll, I'll fucking like have loads of muscle. I'll get girls. The whole usual fucking spiel of like, you know, seeking extra validation and trying to like impress our people. But um, if that, that shouldn't be your motivation to go to the gym. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That is external motivation. <coughs> this is the distinction between external and internal motivation. So over, over time, I'm sure you boys are even beginning to think this way anyway, but over time, that motivation for being external motivation, seeking the approval mm-hmm. and external validation from others, it turns into internal motivation. In other yeah. words, mm-hmm. I want to be here for myself, fundamentally. I don't want to be here for all people. I'm doing this for me and me only. I'm doing this to improve my health. I'm doing this to improve my fitness. I'm doing this to improve my athletic performance, uh, my ability as a functional, well-rounded athlete, and that is the point I'm at now complete transition the way i see it is i don't give a fuck if i've got a six pack or my, my biceps are fucking 18 inches what matters is how strong am i how fast can i run what's my endurance like mm. what's my time in 5k i want to get to the point where i'm able to do power different competition and i'm able to run 5ks 10ks half marathons marathons that's the kind of fitness i want hybrid fitness fitness where i'm an all-around athlete not some fucking like juiced up fucking part after or some, you know, MoFar type person who's just really into their running and their marathons and stuff like that. So all I can say is to anybody out there um, who is only getting into the gym, this is a process. Like I said, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon, 100%. So you, you have to be patient. You have to bide your time and the results will come. And there's, it almost like if you... And well, with this podcast, I will try to deliver as much informative content as I can for personal growth, for health and fitness that can help people 
achieve their fitness goals that maybe sooner than maybe I would have when I was first starting out because I didn't know where to go for advice and guidance, so to speak. But that is the ultimate aim of this podcast and we'll be touching on this in future podcasts. But yeah, fundamentally, you need to give it time. I mean, to really see drastic physique change as a natural, do you know what I mean? Mm. You need to be talking at least six months of consistent training and consistent that. And, and then from that point onwards, from about six months to a year, year and a half, you'll make the bulk of your gains. It's the reality. If you trained optimally, like Jack was saying there, beginner gains, beginner gains is this beautiful little phenomenon that only occurs when you're a beginner. And for some people that have a delayed beginner stage because they haven't, they don't know how to train correctly and, and die correctly. So they, they start off initially where they make some gains and then it's sort of just drip freeze and maybe the plateau. And then eventually when they actually learn the relevant knowledge and mm-hmm. information in order to train effectively and die optimally, they'll actually start to make these, like, and I've experienced this myself. I was making mod gains maybe when I was maybe two or three, four or five years into my training. But that's because I learned how to train effectively. But now at the CSA I'm at, like, it's really, I mean, a drip feed, a real slow drip feed. You're talking a few pounds of muscle a year, that's the point I'm at. So mm. I've come to terms with that, but that's why my goals have shifted from getting bigger, so to speak, and building muscle to, you know, being strong, being functionally fit. Um, and that's ultimately, like, it boils down to, you know, what's your why? Why, mm. why are you in the gym? And it's got to be about yourself. It can't be about our people. And... Do you know, I'm sure like you boys, that is your motivation. So, I you know? can I can completely agree with your point because whenever I started going to the gym, you boys a few years ago, like back in NFL, that's not I didn't really get motivated for it. I don't really feel the need to go, because uh, I just generally like like you said, you started off, you kind of had that there like external kind of you know I want you know, I want to look good for all people, yeah. I want to look good for the you know external reviews. I never yeah. really had that kind of a concept. I never really kind of worried or cared what people thought about how I looked. It's only recently in the past few months when I've actually started looking at myself and going, you know, I actually care about this, I actually want to improve this with myself. Yeah. That's when I've actually started getting motivated and started hitting the gyms more and started actually going and making sure I definitely get that hour, hour and a half there before I leave. You know, don't leave in early. Make, keep making sure I'm motivated, making sure I'm ready to do that stuff now. And I, I do agree that it's generally harder for people to go to the gym and haven't got anything properly to motivate them. Yeah. So, like you were saying, like... If your motivation is what other people think of you, that's not going to motivate you properly because you're always going to try and be meeting these these almost requirements that you have set out that you think other people will want to see in you. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. you, you need to be changing your body to what you want your body to look like. Yeah. You want to be working on what you want to see. You don't go to a... A, a painter doesn't go to a, his uh, board or whatever he calls it. Uh, yeah. He doesn't start painting you, oh, I think this is what the people will like. He starts yeah. painting what he thinks yeah. looks good. He, starts, he's, he, he puts his own... Creativity, you know, he puts yeah, his own mind exactly. into it, yeah. and yeah. then he comes out with this masterpiece. Yeah. If he was trying to constantly change the painting to like look what people wanted it to be like, it would look like shit. People yeah, would look at it and go, yeah. It would people look at it and go, what is this? I'm not painting for that. Yeah. Look at Picasso. Yeah. Picasso painted stuff. Exactly. Like, oh. Exactly. At the time, people were painting yeah. fucking boom mad stuff, and Picasso yeah. came in with this <laughs> this unique thing. This was his, you know. Yeah. He put his own mind on the page. Yeah. And look at what happened to him. He became one of the most famous painters in the world. Yeah, and a quick. Good Picasso quote, which I recently learned is Picasso said that <coughs> the meaning of life is to discover your gift, and the purpose of life is to then give that gift and share that gift. Mm. So, 
Yeah, yeah it is a good quote. So, in terms of uh, a big issue today with young people, but, you know, it's a big issue with society as a whole is problems with mental health. And, uh, you know, I think everyone here is at one point maybe... I wouldn't say if necessarily experienced full-blown depression, but we've all been down before. We've all been low mood before. I've I anxiety. I can attest. I have experienced anxiety before, not sort of generalized anxiety, but I've had social anxiety. And if every listen, anybody listening to this podcast, if anybody ever says, "Oh, I never suffer from anxiety," they're talking other shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> because everybody suffers from at least social anxiety. Social yeah. anxiety is that feeling you get. You walk into a room, you don't know anybody. You go to a place, you don't know anybody. Yeah. It's hardwired into our brains, like going back to our ancestors, if we are in a novel, ta- a novel area, a novel domain, a novel territory, we don't know what's, what, th- what's, what could possibly be a threat to us yeah. until yeah. we've actually you know, sort of surveyed the environment and then we were like, okay, it's safe now. There's nothing yeah. here that could kill me. Yeah. Yeah. When you strip away that like, control, it does put you in a natural anxious position. Yeah. Like, when you walk in a room, you don't know anybody. You're taking away the control of conversation, you know, you can walk in a room with your mates, you know, these are my mates, I'm in control of what I say to them, yeah, I can yeah. say anything I want to them. Yeah. You're walking around with strangers, there's that, that control's taken away and that's where that anxiety comes from. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, continue playing your Um. Yeah, so, fundamentally, uh, everybody suffers from social anxiety and it's not something to be ashamed of, do you know what I mean? It doesn't, and it also like, I mean, it doesn't matter, like I would say I have someone who is, I've developed a lot of mental resilience and mental fortitude, but you know, I mean, like simple little things, like like I've gotten better speaking in front of people, but you know, to begin with, like I'll admit, I was a nervous wreck. Do you know what I mean? And I used to get anxious about that. But I think like the bottom line is like, and you know, we will now we will we will get into how health defense relates to things like anxiety and depression. But ultimately, you know, facing your fears voluntarily and confronting them, and that is how you overcome anxiety. That's how you, how you overcome all the problems you face mm-hmm. in life by facing it voluntarily, not shying away from it, not, not burying your head in the sun. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to health and fitness, I can attest this, in terms of building character, in terms of building mental strength and resilience, I can't. I mean, there's mindfulness, there's meditation, which I practice and we'll certainly touch on those things maybe in this podcast, but and I might also have other podcasts where I really take a deep dive yeah. into mindfulness and meditation. But, I mean, so for you guys, like, so Jack, like, for you, would you definitely say that there is a problem in society of mental health? And do you believe that, you know, through your own training, that you have strengthened your mind, not just your body, but your mind also? Definitely. Like, um, it's one of them things that, like, you almost wish you could go back to, like, sort of day one to sort of meet yourself. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of just meet yourself and sort of like get a gauge of where you're at because like I know I'm thinking three four years ago like it doesn't sound like a, a long time especially compared to like say you with a decade but like yeah. it's sort of one of them things of you just like to talk to yourself and see where you're at because then you can see fully the growth you've you've had but I suppose you do know yourself that roughly you remember if you delve deep enough in your memories you remember certain situations you were anxious in because of whatever reason um but like like it's i would i would find it difficult to sort of quantify how much it's changed my confidence and like with social anxiety i think it's sort of 
a good example would be is me getting properly committed to the gym sort of correlated with me going to university yeah. and then my first year at uni and like it's one of them things where that summer like the plan was you know like I've been training like on and off when I was like upper second school like only really one two days a week nothing like major but still like that's enough you know to at least build some sort of muscle or whatever mm. or make some sort of gains but summer was like as soon as school was over you know boom hit the gym flat out you know at least yeah. four days a week all this here and then get yourself into a position where you're like there's always that thing of like oh yeah I get girls and all this here, which <laughs> yeah, is like yeah, yeah. you realise now how silly it is love but um, yeah. like yeah but then even like command respect I think deep down you're thinking like command respect from other guys as well because yeah. like if mm-hmm. you know what I mean if you have that about you some, certain guys not a lot of guys won't really care like which uh, is fair enough that but certain guys will be like you know he's put in a bit of work I, I respect him for that you know what I mean we've mm-hmm. all felt that yeah. but uh, so that was also a good thing about it but um so then that was the plan, you know, hit, hit the gym and then probably made some gains. But then when you get to uni, first, you know, couple of weeks, months, you know, with freshers, you know, to busy party and to actually commit proper time to the gym, but still enough. But then as time went on and on and like you have a proper routine then, because like yeah. from university, you could just walk to the gym. It's only like, for me, myself, it was only like a five minute walk, boom, hit the gym. And then you're, you're up there five days a week anyway. So then you're hitting it consistently. And then I've seen a lot of growth in like the last... It would be my third year at university, um, which is great. And then I think that has quality with confidence because I think me not going to the gym at all before university helped my confidence in certain social situations. Mm. Um, I just, like, it's, it is hard to quantify, like, but you just know yourself. Like, even, like, sometimes you're sitting in a situation and, like, <coughs> you know that yourself from two, three years ago, they wouldn't have been confident enough just to say the point. Mm. They would have kept their, their mm. thought in their head, thinking, oh, you know, someone may shoot me down. But then when you've you've built, like, a body you're more proud of, you, like, the confidence just flows through you. So, you, like, yeah. you know, I'll say this. And, like, if it, if, it, if it dies, no one likes it, no one cares about what I said, fair enough, you know, I've took that chance. And we've all been in that situation where you've said something and no one really cared and, you know... Not that, like, obviously now, like, we're all surrounded by people who love us and care about us. So we're in a situation where everything we say, everyone really cares. Yeah. But, like, especially, in, like, in high school, there's a situation where there's a lot of people who aren't afraid to, like, shove you down and, like, mm-hmm. smash yeah. your confidence. Yeah. Like, and that could be teachers as well. Like, oh, yeah. Not only students, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Um. So, like, when you recover from that, and university is great in the sense that builds your confidence and then, like, yeah... I would say that back to the main point of like the gym, like it has made me so much more confident. I think if I didn't go to the gym at all, my uni experience would be totally different, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am today at the very least. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, you, Connor. Um. Um. I would say my social experiences didn't really develop through the gym, um, but I do definitely see how the gym goes hand in hand with the, like the development of social experiences and yeah, social yeah. confidence to me personally uh, social anxiety is a bit like the fight or flight instinct mm-hmm. you walk into a room you don't want to be there anxiety's telling you to run just as if that situation is like a predator yeah. and you're like the prey yeah. but I can see how going to the gym like you were saying going to make, making yourself more confident in yourself you feel like you can take on that predator yeah. You can yeah. you can fight that predator. Yeah. You don't have to run from them anywhere. You can take it on. You you know yourself that you can you can defeat him. Yeah. You know, yeah. fuck that there predator. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> run that predator. Like, I'm gonna have a go yeah. at him. I'm gonna ride him like a fucking horse. Lie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But 
it like definitely it definitely does. Um, personally myself, I've not developed. Oh, like you said, like I said before, through the gym I didn't really develop my confidence. But in other ways, through fitness, I have developed a social, um, confidence. Through playing football at home most yeah. of my life, I grew up with a team. I grew up with two different teams actually. So I had like fourteen boys in one team and fourteen boys in the other team at least. I would socialize with them two times a week when yeah. I was in school. I'd be with these boys. These are boys I literally would not talk to apart from whenever I was at training. Yeah. So I wouldn't talk to these boys apart from twice a week, and still I would get along with them. The crack related being put in that situation where you're like playing her and you're doing fitness everyone's working as a team together yeah. it, it, it does help you especially whenever you're doing something that is physically um, requires you to physically be active because yeah. whenever you're physically active on the pitch you don't care about what's going on around you you don't care about the social repercussions of what you're doing or the social almost after after effects of what you're doing you, you're there to do that there you're enjoying yourself your body is feeling good your mind's feeling good it's feeling clear you can go and do anything you think. Those sports are also good in the sense of there's the physical, like you said, the physical aspect of yeah. like running, you know, all this, but also like the confrontational aspect of like you have you have to shoulder certain bodies, yeah. you know, yeah. all that aspect, you know what I mean? So then yeah. that would make you more confident in certain situations because you're well, like, I know, I'm not afraid to get physical. Not that it ever does, yeah. but that's like psychologically in the back of your head, you're like, you know, I'm not afraid in that definitely, sense. Definitely, yeah. it, it, it definitely teaches you not to fear or sheer away from, from conflict or sheer away from situation. You, you don't think about, you know, oh, this man's coming at me with the ball. I'm too afraid to go up and near him or take you know, tackle him over. I'm, I'm not. I'm afraid to con- cause conflict for this for this ball. Yeah. yeah. In that moment, you're you're more kind of switched on. You're you know my head's clear. I'm in I'm in the moment. I don't care. I'm gonna go and get that ball, even if even you know, I'm gonna show him. If, even if he gets harmed. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to harm. Even yeah. if you know, even if it yeah. happens, yeah, like you go into some situations and you're afraid of what people think about what you're saying. For example, yeah. that's the same type of situation. I would say, yeah, like you, if you're afraid of you know, oh, what if he gets offended with me shouldering him for that ball? You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to go places. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna work. You need to overcome that that boundary almost, and it's the same with social situations, social anxiety. Through so going to the gym, I'd say. It helps you become confident. You think, right, I can overcome this barrier. I can I can get that ball, that yeah. metaphorical ball. Yeah, a great thing as well, it's it builds that confidence to help like especially in school is like to fight bullies in the sense that like you yeah. you won't be intimidated because it like we know you're a perfect example of sports is like well I'm on the pitch and I'm come up against guys half my size, twice my size, whatever, it doesn't matter. My size, like I'm not afraid to get physical with them mm. in this situation. Like obviously it's control, like you know, it's a game. But mm. Like if a bully comes up to you and you use from his mouth, whatever, you're not afraid to stand up and be like, project yourself and then tell him like you know step off like respect me like you yeah. know leave me alone, yeah. which like that's a that's a great thing in itself. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's great. Like um, I I've, I can think of many examples like that where I've had to I've <coughs> marked someone pitch who's twice my size. I was a very short boy. I was a very short wiry kind of fella <laughs> up until my teenage years, maybe mid teenage years. So I was t- taking on a lot of people who are very tall compared to me. Uh, very bulky compared to me, but I still took them on. Yeah, it's it's just that you 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 don't lack that confidence in yourself because you know that you are equal to them, if not in some aspects, better than them. They may have the bulk, but you have the speed. Yeah, they may have the the power, but you have the accuracy and the skills. You know, 
it's not all it doesn't all come down to one thing there are multiple things that you could have over them yeah instead of thinking about this one thing and mm. like fantasy and like fixating on this one thing mm. which is like holding you back you're able to express and show that you you have that you have the, the abilities you, you know may not be the best looking for example but hey, I'm fucking good crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that personality is killer. Like, yeah. That personality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Personality, personality was knives. Don't you bother, like, fucking... Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. wrapping with the personality, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I would pretty much, you know, also um, really just reinforce what you guys said. You know, like, I, I can certainly test what you said in terms of building my own confidence. I mean... Like you said, Connor, as well, like it wasn't just the gym that spilled your confidence. Mm. And I would agree, I know what you're sort of alluding to there. It's mm. like the social experiences, yeah. definitely, I think we could all agree, have played a part as well. Like since moving up to Belfast, you know, like this is a lot of thing that people like, you know, university age are going to experience. They're going to go to university, they're leaving home, going to make a whole new bunch of friends. I mean, we can all say we've made friends for life up here, brothers, you know people that we're going to be friends with the rest of our life. And we've been in a lot of scenarios and social gatherings that really, you know, what it cultivated and built a lot of, you know, confidence and whatnot. Um, but, you know, the thing is when it comes to the gym and building a good physique is, I will say this for me, like, it definitely built, it's, sometimes it can be hard to conceptualize, but when you have a good physique, when you know in your head that you're strong, you're powerful, it does, it doesn't stow upon you, like, it doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't inflate your ego, but don't get me wrong, there's a lot of guys that there that does inflate their ego, yeah. and they're also sticking shit up their ass as well. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, Mexican oh. supplements, the finest Mexican supplements, and we all, we all, we, we can all fucking have a variety of who these people are, but, uh, yeah, and I always like to say, like, people who take steroids, you know, like, they're often, like, assholes to begin with, but then, then when they take steroids, they become super assholes, so <laughs> it's like just... this is a new call-out podcast. <laughs> this, is, this, oh, the, the, <laughs> this here will not be a new call-out podcast, their names will not be mentioned, but we will fucking certainly talk shit about people, yeah, like... Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, you know, it's even in body language and even demeanour, you know what I mean, it, like, having good posture from training like the way you walk the way you carry yourself you know it translates into all aspects of your life do you know what I mean and I can certainly attest that like you know I gain I like you know I would say it's great the physical strength the, the physical fitness that you can get from the gym and really you know because ultimately when it comes to going to the gym and training the nature of what you're doing things you're engaging and to borrow a quote from David Gargans who Honestly, he's probably one of the hardest human beings in the history of mankind. Yes. He's insane, but we love him. But he always says, you know, the reason why he trains so hard every day is that whenever he gets that call at 2 in the morning from whoever saying that his mother or his father or some other loved one has died, he has developed that mental resilience, that mental fortitude to be able to deal with that situation effectively and not just fall into despair and break down. So, you know, you might think, how though, how did someone like, how did David Goggins, what do you mean by that? So, what Goggins would say is, when I'm running on that treadmill, and like, for me, I can run about <laughs> six miles and then I fucked, but 
that's something that I'm working on. But for him, what he tries to say, and I can attest this as well because I felt this way. And I'm sure everybody who's into the run, those miles will, will, will know. That final mile that you're running, when your whole body is screaming, I don't want to fucking do this no more. Yeah. I scream and your legs are screaming, your lungs are screaming, and you think, I, uh, easy way out. I'll just fucking, I'll, I'll put the speed down and I'll just walk the rest of this. But no, like Gargan says, no way out. Do you know what I mean? You you finish that mile. You you've went into that gym and you've committed to do fucking five miles. You do the five miles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he says, there's a forty percent rule. A lot of people think when they're done, they're not. Yeah. It's all mental. Now don't get me wrong. There's gonna be times where physically you're done. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of the time, people don't realize that they. <laughs> it's just their mind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the stop. Yeah, especially beginners because they haven't put themselves in those situations where they've really tested their bodies, they've really pushed their bodies to the absolute limit. So they quit early. But this is something that can be developed over time. Work capacity can be developed over time and resilience can be developed over time. So all three of us cannot endorse training, you know, as one component of fitness. You know, there's obviously other components that we will get into later in different podcasts, but... You know, a good baseline, a good foundation for mat- for optimum mental, physical, spiritual, emotional health is physical exercise, yeah. training. Mm-hmm. And it's something we can all attest to. It has all improved our own lives and improved our health. Do you know what I mean? If you want to live a long, happy, healthy life, you know, you know, one thing that annoys me about certain people is they say, ah, all this training you do, like all this that and you do, why don't you just live for the moment? Why don't you just... I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And yeah, that, yeah. Their, that their phrase, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, annoys me. Because do you know what I said to those people back? I'm like, that's fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion. That's, that's fair. But I'm here not only just for a good time, but a long time too. Yeah, yeah. And you can have it both ways. You can have your cake and eat it. And do you know why you can have your cake and eat it? Because it takes hard work. And there's no fucking all way around it. Hard work and sacrifice and dedication. And if you commit yourself to that, you can. You can. And, and boys, we've all, we've all, we, we can all attest this. You put in the work in the week. And if you, for example, you know, there's a social event coming up. And this is how I often think about it. I'm like, right, it's my brother's birthday or some other social event. It's a sh- and if you're from Belfast, it's a shine. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, the techno madness. Um, I always like to say, right, it's a Friday or a Saturday, so I have got, you know, five, you know, six days to fucking put solid work in. And that's not just solid work in the gym. That is also solid work eh, with uni work and all the things I want to achieve in that week. So I said to myself, right, I've got these number of days. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do my strength training. I'm going to do conditioning work. I'm going to stay on top of my uni work. And I set these little micro goals for the week. And I said to myself, this is how I like to think about it. So... I said to myself, if I don't get these little goals done, when it comes to Friday night, when it comes to Saturday night, I will be in a shit mood. I will be annoyed with myself. Mm -hmm. I'll be a fucking rat. Not to other people, but just in my own mind. Do you know what I mean? So that's what, and and I've never, I've never fucking backed away from my commitments. I, I made decided a long time ago that any commitments I make, I fucking see them through. Because honestly, my mentality is I would rather die, not literally die, but mm. I would fucking rather die than not stick to my word and do and stick to commitments. Don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I can't always say that I do truly stick to every commitment, but there's, 
Sometimes when it comes to certain commitments, I always stick to them. And sometimes it can be at, at the detriment of maybe relationships with other people. You know, romantic relationships having the passive clash with like girls I've been with because like, they think, oh, he just trains too much or yeah. he's doing this or you're not spending enough time with me. But little do these people realize, and you know, both these fellas, you both have lovely girlfriends. And I'm sure sometimes there can be that little, you know, clash of like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, we were supposed to do this or we were supposed to spend time together and you want to do things for your own, you know, you want, you like, I'm sure that like, you're like me, you like to have your own space and you like to do some things yourself. You like to have that time to yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're, and it's that, you know, don't get me wrong. I love women and I like every relationship I've been in, I've learned things, I've grown from them, but sometimes you just have to say to yourself, I need this time to myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And women sometimes don't understand that. So if there's any women listening to this, you know, give your man a break. He does sometimes like to have his own space and don't give him shit and let the man have his own space because he will devote that time to you as well. He will devote the time. Like I'm sure you guys would fucking agree with that. Like if, if we have our own space, we will happily spend time with, with, with our romantic other half. Yeah. But, um, so I suppose, I suppose, I suppose we'll dip into like, this little story. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah I, I've been teasing, I've been teasing Connor and Jack about the story because oh, it's quite, uh, it's, uh, I mean, just thinking about it, it's, it's like, it's supposed to be bigger than you name drop at 20, right? <laughs> <laughs> it will be your name drop, like, but uh, it is kind of related to health and fitness, but not so much because it's only related to health and fitness because today I am currently um, undergoing my training as a personal trainer and uh, with Elite Fitness Academy located in the city centre. Hybrid Fitness, it's run by Michael J. Lennon. He's a phenomenal coach. I advise anybody who's interested in being a personal trainer to check him out, give him a shout. Michael is phenomenal coach, phenomenal facilities, brilliant culture in that gym. I can't recommend it enough. But today is one of the days I've been training. So I'm in from 10 in the morning to 5. So we have a lunch break, obviously. So me and my two friends, we went on our lunch break and we went to a Clement's coffee shop. A in, in close to well in between Castle Court and Victoria Square, so we walk in and uh, we we were standing in the queue, and uh, there was two people in front. There was a woman and a man. The woman was maybe was late fifties, but the man had his back to us, quite skinny but tall. He was wearing uh, you know, like if you watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> he's wearing one of them caps the pe- yeah, the guys from Pick Up Banners were now uh, my friend Patter from the area like he he just he just he, he whispered he, he told me he, he backed me away to step back from the queue and he said he started whispering he says do you know who that is and I look forward and I couldn't see the person the guy with the cap on I couldn't see his, his face clearly you only see the back of his head but Patter obviously caught a glimpse of his face and I was like no who is that and he's like Mate, I don't know for sure, but that looks like Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah. No way, no. And, yeah, yeah. And then, so I, I, I only, he was back to me, so I couldn't tell. So then I was like, right, right, I'll wait, I'll wait, to, I'll wait to see. I, I caught an initial glimpse of his face, and I was like, ah, I don't know if that's him. But his cab kind of covered he, this. This guy was almost like, it did kind of feel he was trying to conceal who he was. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? He was just with this girl. He, was, he just seemed very low-key. And then, but then I was I, I kept staring because I was curious. Yeah. It, it got my attention. 
because the more I looked at him, I'm like, God, I don't even know. But then he turned around and he looked straight at me, dead on. Yes, yes. I yeah. swear he gave me this look, and I could see his face fully. His cap wasn't hiding his face, and I was like, Holy fuck! I think that I was like, I think that's Killian Murphy. He was looking at me dead on. In terms of the distance, he was probably I was here and probably where the cat where the camera is just a wee bit back but i was looking on dead on he was giving mm. me this look like he was looking into my soul oh, and i was oh, like yeah, and then i i, I yeah. was like i just turned i I, <laughs> I turned to my mate's pattern and i was like i just whispered guys i actually think that's killian murphy <laughs> and as almost as quickly as i was able to turn to him and say him and the woman just walked right past us and he was back to me so i couldn't get another clear look at and he walked straight out and I was like, what? I was like, holy fuck. And you see, I, I'm a fan of Killian, obviously. I'm fan, a massive fan of the show, Piggy Blinders. And I've, I, in an interview that I remember he gave, he's a very, he came, he, in public, he's a very shy and private figure. Mm. Yeah. So honestly, I, I honestly would earn the side that was him. It mm. looked, I mean. Barbara Chasse was. Uh, yeah, look at me. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, if it wasn't him, God, this guy was, I mean, a doppelganger. He looked identical to him. But uh, interesting enough, after he left, after him and the woman left, uh, we, they were, they were still observable outside, and they went over to, like, a homeless man. And this, the guy, or I'm assuming it's Kelly Murphy, gave him money, who was lying on the street. I mean, yeah. that strikes me as something that someone like him would do. Mm, yeah, he's do you know a great guy. Did he have the haircut? Yeah, his hair was short. His hair, the back of his head was shaved. Yeah. But he looked. It was strange because I thought he would be bigger in terms of his physique. He isn't that tall. He, I don't mean height wise. I mean like even, he was. He was very skinny. He would be about our height, maybe even a wee bit smaller. I think. But he was very skinny. Like I mean, even his face was very like sort of yeah, gaunt looking, slim face. Like he just. Mm. God, I, I will never forget the look he gave me. Like, yeah, but you can see that in the newest season, he's sort of like slimmer. I think like in the earlier seasons, he was a bit bulkier. Um, like you would see scenes where he's like, you know, tops off whatever. And like, he, he's like, he's athletic for what he has. Aye. But uh, that wouldn't wouldn't really surprise me if he's not even the biggest, especially you know coming from a man of yourself. You know what I mean? I would <laughs> even even not even comparing him to myself. He just seemed very skinny. It's usually like that with celebrities. So I find, yeah. like even when we met, like the likes of like Darren Hill, like still a big man. Like don't get me wrong. Like you see, like yeah, he's now he's like now like heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. But like he wasn't as big as you would think. He's like I put his hand, my hand on his back, and it was like, it was like a scorpion or like some sort of like snake or something. Because like, he was so like dense but so muscular. But like and then like we got photos of him. But like in terms of height, he was only like, he was only about like six foot six one. And I suppose, yeah. like, realistically, if you look at the stats, you shouldn't be surprised. But then when you met him, it's just like, yeah, you're, you're a big man, but, like, not nowhere near as big as you. He looks bigger on, like, UFC, like, yeah. you see him in the octagon. He yeah. looks so big, especially because he's a wee bit slimmer. Yeah. And, like, he would look bigger then. He looks longer. But, like, I know, well, well like, that's the only proper celebrity I think I've ever met. Like, but, yeah. but that was, like, a meet and greet sort of thing. So, like, you're sort of expecting it, like. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're usually not really surprised. Like, you're usually, or, like, Sort of surprised thinking like you aren't as big as you see on the TV like yeah, you know I, mean? yeah, yeah. I honestly honestly myself if I met Kelly Murphy and he's bigger than I thought he was I'd be surprised because 
Like when you were talking about that, the first thing I thought of, like how different Peaky Blinders would be if Kaleem Rafu built this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it would. got the brain length, but imagine the brawn. Yeah. Like, fucking beat yeah. about, like just catching them bullets, like. Yeah, <laughs> just just the ultimate human. Like, but, like, like <laughs> Professor Hulk or something. Like, yeah, you know? no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking me, man. But I, I, yeah, I mean, when I think back to it, I mean, I kind of like thinking back. If I could go back and it, like sort of change how I approach that situation, I. I would I go up to him and ask him. Do you know what I mean? And the way I see yeah. it is, the way I, the way I see it is, if I went up to him and ask him, you know, sorry to drop you, sir, but are you killing Murphy? The worst that's going to happen is, well, there's a couple yeah. of things that can happen. You can turn around and say, no, I'm not, and then you know, he's, to. <laughs> he's like, for, I'll be like, sorry, to, sorry to disturb you, or you could turn around and say, yes, I am, and you know, I don't know how he would then interact with me from that point onwards. Like I could, because to be fair. I'm not lying, I'd pure fanboy at that point. Like, I'd be like, oh, can I get a photo? And yeah. I don't know, like, from reading about stuff about his personal life, he does seem like a... And I respect that, do you know what I mean? Like, the, the spotlight on celebrities is something that can be, at times, very, very hard to deal with, do you know what I mean? Um, like, uh, we've all seen it. Like, like they're under so much more scrutiny, and you have to imagine, I guess, it's not... It's very hard for us to imagine what it's like to be a celebrity, but you imagine if you're famous, like, I mean, world, like, sort of almost internationally famous, uh, and you go out everywhere and say you're having a meal with your family. I remember Joe Rogan talking about this a little bit, how people, like, nearly every five minutes would come up to them and ask him uh, for a photograph or just to speak mm. to them. And you can imagine if you're with your loved ones or with your family, that, after a while, that, that even with the most patient of people, that, that could maybe get a bit annoying. Yeah. At certain junctures, at certain points, if you're with your family, for instance, um, so you have to have some sympathy for celebrities. Do you know what I mean? But I know myself. Like if I was ever to become famous, like I would, I would never be the kind of guy who would just be rude to a person, just dismiss them outright, and be like, no, no, I just want to do or push them out of the way. Do you know what I mean? Like I would maybe if I was in that situation, if it was with my family, I would probably say, listen, you know, I will, I appreciate you as a fan, but like, you know, I'm with my family here, and I will, I will, I will take a photo with you, whatnot, but some celebrities don't think like that, do you know what I mean? Well, I would say, like, if you ask Kelly Murphy for a photo, you probably would say yes, like... I like really to think he would. You, you are to... quite physically imposing, not that, like, you're <laughs> intimidating, but, like, he was lucky and be like, like, I have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would never even dream of hurting but, Kelly, like... like you know what I mean? But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, if it was Ella about me, he said no, I'd respect that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. I'd, I'd appreciate maybe having a small skin that they're actually with and seeing yeah. them. But, but yeah, um, so we've touched a lot of topics, but uh, I think, and I've just actually discovered here that uh, with the anchor, unfortunately, we can only pod, we can only record one hour segments. Right. So we've got 10 minutes left. So for me being half five minutes the cracking hour <laughs> uh, this is this is peak time uh, what do you call it uh, so for you guys what would you say you know if you were to give advice to somebody who's looking to get into fitness starting off what would be some of the tips guidance you would give to them from drawing from your own experiences what what's worked for you um yeah so just you know what do you think well since i am probably the closest to a beginner than that you suppose i've already passed that stage yeah um <clears throat> my i even though i'm a beginner i had you suppose to kind of 
assist me along getting started. Yeah. Even before I got interested in the gym, I would watch you guys come back. I've always talked, heard, being amongst you while you're talking about your your experiences, your what you've learned. So I kind of almost picked it up as you went along, which is quite handy for me. I know many people don't get that opportunity, but what I would try and say is almost like the next best thing to the opportunity would to literally be and go talk to someone. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a bit hard to do, I'd say, but just if you have a quiz about something. Don't go to. Well, you can go to YouTube for it. But obviously, there's loads of credible sources. Yeah. There's also loads of um bullshit ones, but uh, there's no one better to ask than someone who, in person, you can talk to about. It. Yeah. You can get hands in hand. There's no point in listening to someone for fifteen minutes and you only like, care about, you know, oh, say I only wanna, I wanna learn, I wanna know how to do my rats right, yeah. or I wanna know how to how to pace myself. There's no point listening to an hour. Or fifty minutes, or some some wee whiny bay on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Talk about, uh, when it's you know he's just talking about like, you know oh this is why I do. But like, not in a constructive way. Uh, I know you use ways are very constructive in the way you tell, uh, process stuff and the way you convey that information. Right. Learn talking to you guys about it, wherever you guys talk about it, or whatever. For example, your Facebook videos and all. Yeah. You you're a very constructive. You talk about how your experience in it and how it's affected you but also how it could be altered to change yeah like 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 let's go back to my previous point though sorry mainly i would go to someone and just talk to them and ask them hand in hand personally what to do yeah um because just that their reassurance that maybe you're doing it right or hearing that someone else has had a similar experience Mm -hmm. yeah well i know myself i think the main thing is firstly find a role model um find like well with me like you were one from the get-go like yeah. which is obvious but like that. so for me like there's one in the house which is immediately getting you rolling but like you can go whatever it is like if it's bodybuilding or like you want to be a Gaelic or a football player you know there's obviously so many you know idols you can choose in football and Gaelic whatever so, so, so find someone you think you look up to and think I want to be a bit more like them you know what I mean you're obviously never going to be exactly like them that's unrealistic but what did they do that you like mm. and then try to embody that and then along the way you'll find yourself but um so then my main advice is just find a role model find what they do and then the main thing is but it's just being consistent yeah. being consistent yeah. but because like you know at the start you can be in and out and like realistically as soon as you get started you're gonna be very sore at the start yeah no matter what you're doing no matter if it's you know any sort of fitness you're gonna be very sore Especially like if you are doing alright, soreness like people aren't used to the soreness at the start. Yeah, like, yeah. They feel a bit uncomfortable <laughs> or like they feel like it's wrong. Even though I think it, then as you go along, you sort of know good and bad pain. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is another interesting thing because a beginner might be like, "This is bad pain." It could just be you know there's just an like you know a couple of sets of bicep curls and they've never felt this pain of yeah. like you know, um, pain in the biceps. But they'll find out after time like that trial and error of like right. you know you might be doing something wrong and then you feel a soreness in like your knee or your ankle and then that's the, that's a bad kind of pain you know your mm-hmm. form could be wrong yeah. but then when you start to know that good type of pain that's like well it's still uncomfortable but i need to chase that a bit more but then once you get to more the intermediate stage you don't really feel that pain anymore you may feel fatigued but you don't feel that proper like burning sensation anymore yeah unfortunately yeah so then yeah my main advice would be yeah find a model Especially, like, if it's on so- social media, there's loads, there's limitless, really. Find something they do, and then, like, see if they're producing content, look at it, and see if they're giving you any advice. But then, obviously, even around wherever you're from, 
there's bound to be someone doing something that you want to do and they're doing it well and you know it's like the same like people would say it's the same business and all that mm-hmm. there is like find someone to mentor you yeah so find someone like that you know what i mean it could be yeah. online it could also be preferably in person someone who can take you under their wing and give you a bit of advice you know what i mean yeah nobody goes into anything and just be good at it shit away yeah. like one thing i think of when you're saying that there is uh, like whenever i'm not comfortable with something or i'm not comfortable with something or i'm doubting myself that i'm doing it right or i maybe think i'm making mistakes whatever it is i always tell myself and it helps me sell i always tell myself i'm not the first to be in this position i'm not the first person to get this wrong and you know it doesn't mean i'm never gonna get it right yeah. i'm not the only person that's had to go through this experience there's other people who have obviously experienced this they've gone past it mm. they've changed they've uh, they've got better they've got better with time so if i just put that time and that effort in i can improve and i can make that thing it's, it just goes just just look at people around. like you said a role model yeah you look at your role model you think obviously they didn't just start off like that yeah they didn't just start off and know what they're doing they've obviously went through our stages that i'm going through right now yeah and that reassures me personally that i will with hard work and with commitment and consistency, I will get past some stages. I yep. will eventually become more intermediate. Yeah, so that's why, like, you being a robot for me was great because, like, I saw you from beginning to now, you know, from, like, every day, yeah. basically. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, like, your little evidence walking about the house of it can be done, where some people, they can't get past that first hurdle of, oh, I can't get from step one to step two, whereas I've seen yeah. you progress from step one you know countless steps yeah. so then like immediately I had confidence knowing I, I know the process actually works it isn't just guys who come out you know born like like fucking yeah. like Captain America mm, like they yeah. don't come out like that they're, mm, they're built you yeah. know what I mean so you're mm, evidence yeah. in that sense so 100% uh, yeah and that's like the point you made there is great and people need to realise this is like exactly people are not you know come out of the womb and they're looking like Thor yeah, don't get me wrong, like genetics does play a big part in how a person can look, but ultimately, you can have, you know, you can have great genetics and not put the work in and you will look like shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have maybe, you know, slightly above average genetics, maybe average genetics, but if you fucking work, and I mean work, and you work harder than anybody else in that room, you look phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So ultimately, it doesn't matter whether you have great genetics or not. If you work hard, even if you weren't blessed with the best genetics, if you work hard and you're consistent with your training, your diet, optimizing your life in all domains, you will make phenomenal progress, yeah. not only in the gym and with your training physically, but with all aspects of your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When it comes yeah. to personal growth as a human being. So... We're nearly out of time, but boys, just a quick little question that I'll ask every person in the podcast uh, who's a guest is with relation to the name. What does indomitable fit health and fitness in regards to your life? What 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 do you think it means to live a life of indomitable health and fitness? Um. Well, the best way I can put it for myself is, um, the way I see it, the best way to live a happy life, yeah. the best way to live a, a fulfilled life. Is to always be, always be improving, always be yeah. adapting to the environment you're in, and always try to achieve the best possible situation you can in that environment for yourself, for all people around you, for your loved ones, friends, and family. But when it comes to holistic fitness, that's you trying to achieve the best possible situation. You you're trying to 
improve yourself and improve yourself and improve yourself. If you don't, if you stop improving yourself and you give up and you just let yourself become stale, yeah, you're gonna become stale. Yeah. It's like stale milk compared to fresh milk. Yeah. You keep yourself fresh. You keep yourself on top. You're gonna be a good product. Yeah, you're gonna for yourself and for everyone around you. If you just let yourself go stale, not only personal, you like does your physical fitness go down? But I'd say your personality, your mental health, and your physical health all just goes with it. Yeah. So that's for me. That's well, brilliant. That will probably have to say goodbye. Well, your time. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I took your time. Well, <laughs> we're still rolling yeah. the video, Jack. So I mean, you could, to be fair.